What's up, guys? How are you doing? Times are just insane. I that that's how I'll start. Um, what the actual f is going on? I'm just gonna say it now. This is probably gonna be a very explicit episode because there's just a lot of shit going on, and quite frankly, I just I'm overwhelmed. Okay, but um, we're gonna talk about a lot of it because there's just it's shit is crazy. Okay, but we're gonna be fine. So. Hopping right in to to today's discussion points. Number one, what the actual fuck is going on? Number two, coronavirus, otherwise known as COVID-19, otherwise known as the end of the world, apparently. Uh, Second, um, aliens. Yeah, the, uh, the Pentagon released a video of a UFO, which essentially confirms the existence of aliens, which no one has the time to process. Which makes me think that they did that shit on purpose. They released the information right now on purpose because everyone is so goddamn preoccupied and freaked out by the coronavirus. No one has time to be like, oh, aliens are real, by the way. That's the thing. Third, is Kim Jong-un a vegetable? Is he alive? Did his surgeon botch it? Like, I... I'll have a lot of questions, you guys, okay? There must be some kind of massive glitch in this this simulation that we're living in because shit has hit the fan. Okay, anyways, in regards to Kim Jong-un, I don't think anybody has a goddamn idea what the fuck happened. Basically, about a week ago, today's May 2nd, about a week ago-ish, first news kind of hit that Kim Jong-un hasn't been seen in a while. He was supposed to undergo heart surgery. And then there was rumors that the surgeon botched it because he had shaky hands because he was a f- he was nervous or something. I think it was because he, hasn't, he hadn't dealt with obese patients before. So apparently it's possible Kim Jong-un's surgeon got really scared, shook his hands and snipped the wrong cord. I don't know. But South, I mean, North Korea hasn't, confirmed if he's alive or not which is just so bizarre it's been like a week why can't you just tell us what the hell's going on i'm worked up about it if you can't tell quick follow-up um turns out that kim jong-un faked his death to expose traitors in his circle so yeah um case closed i guess somewhat still a little confused about it but yep that's your update the the other thing i wanted to say before we get into the meat of the situation happening today about coronavirus again like i just said the the pentagon released video of a ufo the pentagon okay the the pentagon okay they're like a trusted source they release something it's supposed to be a big deal they release a video of ufo which apparently the new term is a uap and uh unidentified aerial phenomenon it's the same fucking thing. Why are we renaming it? Anyway, they released that video and basically no one is talking about it. Like I was talking to friends the other day and I was like, oh, did you hear about the fact that uh, UFOs are confirmed by the Pentagon? Everyone's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal. But it doesn't matter because COVID-19 is taking over the goddamn world and no one has time to process anything else. So kind of a smart move from the US government, if you ask me. Like, yeah, let's let's tell them 
that aliens are real when they're too stressed out. The most stressed out maybe that they've been in a century. So they won't be able to deal with it and they'll just sweep it under the rug. Anyway, um, that was a very stressful introduction to this episode, but stresses are high. Okay, we've all been quarantined for more than a month. I just... I'm composing myself here. Okay, we're fine. Anyway, um, I didn't even pause for my intro. Here's the intro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Belle Solonot, and you're listening to 100% BS. All right, welcome back. I've taken a minute to breathe. Let's all breathe together. (sighs) Okay, so... COVID-19, like six weeks ago, last time I recorded an episode, I was like, oh, by the way, coronavirus is happening. I don't know what's happening. Wash your hands, stay safe, question mark. Um, Since then, the world has basically turned upside down. Everyone is quarantined. We're all stuck at home. No one's allowed to go outside. You get a fine if you play in a park. I don't know if anyone else thinks thinks that that's just fucking insane. So, okay, let me take a step back. First of all, would like to thank... And, you know, be appreciative of the frontline workers and the people who are holding this nation and the world together. Obviously, you know, all jokes aside, this is a very serious time. People are dying. It's not a joke. Like, any life lost is a tragedy and no one wants that to happen. So I just want to recognize and say, like, I, I definitely appreciate and feel for the loss and the pain that's happening and understand that there are hospitals that are overwhelmed. There are nurses and doctors trying to save people's lives. Like it's very intense. There's a lot of emotion going on. I recognize that. And I really am so impressed. Actually, I'm so impressed by the frontline workers and these people keeping their shit together when everybody else, including me, is at home complaining that we can't go out. Like we need to just, I get it. Okay. So I just want to start off by saying that I definitely you know, I'm so appreciative of that. And I don't even know if I would have the ability if or the strength to do what they're doing is really, really impressive. And I'm just, I'm humbled by seeing what people are doing to support each other and help each other and stay positive. And especially in the hospitals dealing with, you know, on the front lines with the affected people. And it's, it's incredible. Um, so I just want to say that before I dive into things like questioning everything that's going on. So I just hope that people understand like me questioning all of these current events is not me, you know, denying or or like it's I'm not trying to disregard all the hard work and all the bravery that's going on around these times. So let's just make that clear now. But I still think you know, despite all of that taking into account everything I've just said that we should still be able to question what's going on, question authority, be skeptical, do some more digging and just really try to get to the bottom of what the hell is happening right now in the world with coronavirus. So I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of video watching, reading articles, people sending me things, trying to just absorb as much information as I can about the current state of affairs, everything from statistics to anecdotal stories, which aren't obviously that doesn't represent everything, but I'm just, I've been gathering information through all kinds of outlets, you know, doing searching on Google, reading articles from main, uh, you know, mainstream 
news media sources, also doing some reading of articles that I found on Instagram, obviously understanding that Instagram is a huge breeding ground for misinformation and fake information that gets spread out there, but just reading everything, considering all of it. So with that, I'm just essentially, I'm trying to figure out what the truth is. And when I say the truth, it's that in these times we have a lot of misinformation spreading around, a lot of underreported stats of infection rates, inaccurate death rates, you know, the toll on hospitals. We have, we're not really sure what the benefits and drawbacks of quarantine and social distancing are. So I'm trying to find the truth in what is the reality of the situation that we are faced today in the U.S. as a nation, um, globally, all countries, everywhere across the globe. What are we facing? What's going on? And you know, are there holes in the story? Are things out of proportion? Are, is the news and media blowing things up? I want to get to the truth and I want, I'm attempting, I'm not going to get to the bottom of it in one episode. I don't, I don't know if anyone will ever get to the bottom of what is happening. Um, but the main question is, is the world's reaction to the coronavirus proportional to the reality of the situation in terms of things like statistics, the risk level, the death rate, and comparing to other threats that we face daily or monthly, yearly, seasonal, all those kinds of things, is what we are seeing today in terms of public safety orders, you know, the governments locally and our national level instituting quarantine, social distancing, everyone stays six feet apart, you can't go to the park, all of that, is it proportional to what's really happening? And the bottom line, so far, my answer is that yes. In some areas, like, for example, densely populated cities like New York and in places like Italy where the population of old people is very high compared to other countries and cities, yes, in those places, the coronavirus is having a significant impact and that social distancing measures and quarantine is probably the right thing to do there. So that's the first kind of answer is definitely in some areas, the coronavirus has had a significant impact, a high death rate, high infection rate across all age ranges. Um, but I'm pretty sure across the board, mostly it's older people. And so in some cities, sure, I, I do think that quarantine and social distancing for however many weeks, months is necessary. I don't deny that. However, I don't believe that we can say the same on a global scale. And what I mean by that is, I'm not sure that these very intense measures of quarantine, social distancing, closing down all public places, etc., is really necessary on a global scale. Essentially, it's like in a place like New York, where people are literally stacked on top of each other. It's this is very it's known New York is a very very densely populated state New York City specifically the pop, people are just like I said stacked on top of each other so yes the hospital is going to overflow I don't deny that that's happening there and that it's awful but you know the same thing doesn't apply to the rest of the U.S. and, and the rest of the world you know LA is still a very densely populated city but you have you see smaller numbers there for sure in much more suburban and rural places across the U.S., the numbers are not the same. You know, we're not, it's not, you don't have the same type of city, the same type of, the same numbers for populations and all that. So with that, clearly the death toll is not going to be the same across everywhere. And so what I'm putting into question is, do we need to be doing these intense 
measures to prevent the coronavirus across the globe, let's just focus specifically on the U.S., I'm not sure if it's really necessary. If all the states and cities are going to be overwhelmed with cases, like if they're not going to be overwhelmed, then is it really necessary to institute such strict social distancing and quarantine measures? I don't know. To me, it, it seems disproportionate to what's going on. And when I look deeper into the numbers, it especially, it just is confusing to, to look at the numbers and see such a drastic reaction like the media literally treating it like it's the end of the world and and inflicting all this fear on everyone and yes sure some hospitals are overrun for sure new york is having a tough time and a lot of people are dying i'm not detracting from any of that and suggesting that it doesn't matter like so yes in new york in italy in iran these places are having a very tough go of it and coronavirus is having a huge impact there, fine. I I believe that you should quarantine and social distance there. I think you should quarantine the elderly people who are much more at risk, that 65 plus age range that has a higher death rate. Sure, I think we should keep them at home. And if you have a family member that is has an underlying health condition or is older or is overweight and therefore more susceptible to all kinds of diseases, probably... Either you should stay home or you should not uh, socialize with them for a while. Totally on board with that. But do we need to have a national and global lockdown? Like everybody? I just don't know. I just don't know if that's really what we need to do. And I'm sounding a little aggressive and frustrated here, but I just, I'm frustrated also because there's a lot of aggressive behavior in addition to all this. And it's being caused by the media and the news projecting a lot of fear and making people so afraid that they literally yell at someone playing in the park. That's complete. Everyone has a different, you know, everyone has different sets of ethics and morals and what you think is correct. I just feel like we could all maybe agree that a dad playing in the park with his daughter with no one else around that shouldn't be illegal and you shouldn't have the police called on you for that. Call me crazy. I don't know. I feel like that's reasonable. So I'm just, I'm frustrated because from a logical, you know, numbers, statistical standpoint, I don't know that it makes sense. And I, I, I feel like I keep having to reiterate that like, I get it. Some cities are hit much stronger. Like I'm not denying that. And those cities need to deal with it in that specific way. But it's been treated like this global thing that the world is ending. Holy shit, you can't see your friends. Oh my God, panic. Like, don't go outside, wear a mask. Don't, don't even not wear a mask to the park. Like, we need to just take a step back and like figure out what are we facing? What are the statistics? What is the actual risk of said person in a certain age range getting this virus and dying? So... As you can see, I'm a bit frustrated and confused and I feel like someone sees these numbers, they go to the CDC, they do some math, they do some digging, they see these numbers that when you compare to things like cancer, heart attacks, even things like diabetes, the rate, the death rate is so low and and, and the rate of infection even is still not, you can't really compare it to things like that. So... From that perspective, you know, 
I think this is why people are protesting. I think, you know, you see those numbers, you see that it's a lot lower. It's not really proportional to what the media is projecting. So I can understand why people are getting so frustrated and are going out and protesting. And I, I get that it seems like people who are protesting, you know, they're they're being crybabies who can't handle staying inside. Like it seems very disrespectful, d- disrespectful to frontline workers. Like I get that. And I understand why people are upset by the protesting and are like thinking it's ridiculous and disrespectful, etc. But I think you have to understand that it's incredibly frustrating to see the news and the media tell us one story and the numbers tell us another. You know, I, I even as someone who I hope, I would hope that I, I try to take into account all angles and I do the research and the numbers and I, I look at what's happening in New York, what's happening in Italy, what's happening in LA, what's happening across the globe and, and trying to figure out, you know, how do we solve this problem? Are we react, are we reacting to it proportionally? And I just, it's not really making sense to me for there to be this insane global shutdown based off of these numbers. You know, to be fair, maybe I'm missing part of the story. Maybe I'm not understanding how the specifics of, you know, the healthcare system works. I know that it's created an incredible strain on it. You know, people not being able to get ventilators, a lack of uh, protective gear. You know, I know all of that and I'm trying to take that into account. I'm just trying to represent the other side and say, as someone who you know, is consuming the news, is seeing what's going on, hearing from friends and family what's going on in their towns, their cities, their states. It just, it doesn't seem to add up. And like I said before, that doesn't deny what is happening in other cities that they're being overwhelmed. But like I said, I think this needs to be a case by case situation and and not be causing this huge hysteria of fear. Like to me, that is also really frustrating that you're, First of all, having people quarantined and social distancing, a lot, not everyone lives with, you know, a significant other or their family or has roommates. Some people are alone and it's becoming a huge mental health issue. And sure, maybe you can argue like, okay, mental health is, we'll, we'll take it instead of, instead of deaths. Like, I guess you can kind of argue like, okay, we can accept mental health versus this other thing. But, it, you know, we're causing all this fear. People are so scared. People feel like they can't order things to their door. They can't order food. Like, they're afraid to go out. They're afraid to see their own family members. Like, you're causing a lot of fear. And fear is generally bad. And anxiety is bad for you. It is bad for your health. Like, I guarantee a lot of people are suffering mentally right now and are going to have a tough time recovering from this. Like, is that worth it? Or do we need to be doing that to everybody on the whole world? That's all I'm saying. Um, I've had some really interesting interesting conversations with friends of mine who have presented counter arguments that are very uh, persuasive, very um, just very good points, and you know, saying like uh, things about flattening the curve, and that you know, like yes, in some countries you can compare and say one country took social distancing measures, another one didn't, and the curve is basically the same. It's just prolonged or not. And the reason for that is if you um, prolong the curve, even if it's the same number of infections and deaths, it's just less of a strain on the medical system. I totally see that. So there are a lot of arguments here. There are a lot of, you know, stats, numbers, anecdotal evidence, things that are happening in certain cities that you can use to argue against anything I've said. 
totally fair and I could be completely wrong. I just, I'm going with my gut and I'm saying what logically comes to mind when I read the news. Anyway, so next, I've been seeing some news stories about censorship issues pertaining to coronavirus news and information. So WhatsApp, the text messaging app that I think it's about 2 billion people worldwide use, they decided to limit text forwarding. So this is an article from TechCrunch and it says, WhatsApp is imposing additional restriction on how frequently a message can be shared on its platform in its latest effort to curtail the spread of misinformation. The Facebook-owned instant messaging service said today that any message that has been forwarded five or more times will now face a new limit that will prevent a user from forwarding it to more than one chat at a time. So I saw this news and while yes, there's a lot of misinformation that gets spread on WhatsApp, I think anyone who has the app has probably seen where you receive a message and it says it has like a little arrow that tells you it's been forwarded. So it's definitely a messaging app that unlike iMessage and even things like Instagram has this kind of tendency and it happens a lot that people will forward a lot of messages. And of course, some of those are not going to be true because you don't always know where it's coming from. So they're not wrong. There's a lot of misinformation spread on this app. Okay, I'm not denying that. But what happens is that Facebook implementing this limitation sets a precedent. It sets a precedent precedent that they can interject and control the spread of information. You know, you need, the thing is that you need to let people figure out for themselves if something is true or not. It's not Facebook's job to decide what gets to be shared or not. Censorship is a bad thing. I think we can historically look, even at countries in modern day, today that censor information it's not a good thing it's not something that we want companies or the government to get into the habit of doing and so further in this article the TechCrunch article it says apparently uh, 12 deaths have been linked to viral circulation of misinformation on whatsapp and obviously like any death caused by anything is bad and should be avoided but also to keep in mind that's 12 deaths out of 2 billion users okay on top of it on top of all of this like you need to have faith in people's ability to do their own digging and find out if something is true or not like okay 12 people read a viral message about this is some cure and it went wrong like do you know what else you want to hear some other uh causes of death you know how many people die per year from coconuts 150 are we outlawing the beaches no Okay, some unlucky people, I mean, I guess you could argue like that's not their fault, but I don't know, check the tree above you before you sit down to have your tan, okay? You want to hear some more interesting ways that people die, okay? Um, Vending machines. Vending machines kill 13 people a year. Selfies, 12 people die a year from taking an epic selfie and falling down a mountain. 450 people die from falling out of bed, get a fucking bed rail, I don't know. Um... Champagne corks. People partying too hard. 24 people die from getting hit in a sh- with a champagne cork. Here's a big one. Messy handwriting, specifically from doctors on prescriptions, kills a whopping 7,000 people annually. From people getting a prescription that's poorly written and it gives them the wrong medicine. Okay? Falling TVs. 41 people get hit by a TV falling over. 
left-handed people, okay, 2,500 left-handed individuals die each year after using right-handed items incorrectly. And, and elephants kill 600 people a year, okay? Let's just put things in perspective here and understand. People die from stupid shit all the time. There's something called the Darwin Award for when something called survival of the fittest happens. Not to be an asshole, but like, okay, keep things in perspective here. 12 deaths out of 2 billion users of WhatsApp from misinterpreting a text that they got forwarded. Come on, are we are we insane? I don't know, probably. I just... In general, with censorship, I just, I don't think Facebook has the right to decide what information gets spread or not. Generally, universally, I feel like we agree that censorship is not a good idea. And like, sure, you can argue like the information is dangerous. Like, oh my God, like what? You can't have that information spreading. But like, we're taking the power away from people to do their own digging and figure out what is happening. Another example of censorship pertaining to coronavirus, coronavirus, there was a viral video on YouTube of um, two doctors named Dr. Erickson and Dr. Masihi. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Um, went viral with over 5 million views. Um, it was of these two doctors. I think they're based in California, I want to say. Of these two doctors talking about coronavirus and using data that they found from they, their practice in different hospitals to suggest that the death rate is overreported and that measures being taken across the U.S. are not proportional to the reality of the situation. So regardless of if you agree with what they're saying or regardless of if this is correct or not, you know, regardless of if you agree with their theories, YouTube is taking down this video is a very slippery slope towards censorship. And again, like the WhatsApp example, it sets a precedent that these companies have the right to choose what information is put out there. And, you know, you can argue these doctors, what, what they were suggesting was endangering lives. And like, the, you know, someone's going to hear, watch the video and think that they can go to a bar. Okay. Like you can argue that fine. And I know that there's a lot of conversations around freedom of speech and like what's the fine line between endangering people and freedom of speech. But I just think the reaction should not be to take the video down. You know, if other experts disagree with the claim, then maybe they should publicly give a counter argument or a rebuttal. You know, if this video goes viral on YouTube with 5 million views and it's truly wrong, then, you know, another expert, then the news should address it, right? Like you don't just delete the video completely and take it down so people can't watch it like again you're, you're taking power away from people to do their own research and figure out what is going on and to me that is very dangerous and I, I understand that these are very uncertain times and the virus is, is claiming lives it's nothing to joke about you know when we're being serious but removing a video which makes claims contrary to the mainstream news is a dangerous precedent to set you know, I, I, I really firmly believe in that people should have the right to do their own digging, educate yourself, you know, be informed. Like, it's the same thing with WhatsApp. You can't prevent some people from making uninformed decisions. This is a fact of life. Not everyone is going to do their proper digging, their proper digging and be well informed. But that doesn't mean that YouTube should take the video down and make the decision for everybody else during this time and say no one no one should see this video like we think it's against what the mainstream is telling us like that's not their right you know we have 
I'm sounding like, uh, a, go America, like we need freedom. Okay. Like I'm not trying to be cheesy here, but like in all seriousness, you just have the freedom to consume whatever information it, that is out there and do your own digging and figure it out and decide for yourself, you know, logically what is true. And again, you're going to have stupid fucking people who can't figure it out. That's a fact of life. I'm not trying to be insensitive here. I'm just being real and honest about what the situation is. Like, like I said, people f- die from stupid shit all the time. We're not like outlawing going to the beach and sitting under a fucking coconut tree because a person died last week from getting his, his, his head got hit by a coconut. Like we need to be realistic here and not coddle, coddle people. As you can see, I'm very fed up by this and I'm very annoyed. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. I thought it'd be good to have a conversation about censorship in these times, especially when, you know, governments and the news are putting out a lot of information. They're setting a lot of mandates. They're setting a lot of limitations. All kinds of stuff is going on and we should still be careful and we should still be we should still question authority and, and, and question what these powerful companies are doing. Just because we're faced with the global plant pandemic, pandemic, haha. Just because we're faced with a global pandemic and people are dying and there's, you know, this is a serious thing that's going on, doesn't mean that these companies, the government, the news, the media should be able to get away with things that are not okay in terms of our freedom. And again, like I started this episode saying, I respect that there are sacrifices that need to be made. I respect that, you know, sometimes you need to change your behavior, but there's a certain level and a certain scale that sometimes it's, I think it could be too much. And like, we're going down a slippery slope, you know, once you start letting things happen and, and the government, local governments, whoever is like, you have to do this now. You, If you go to the beach, we're going to arrest you. And people just accept that. Like they can do more things. And it gives, it takes power away from the individual. And I just, I don't know if that's a good idea. I think it's dangerous. I do. And it scares me. And it makes me frustrated, as you can tell. So anyway, I thought that I should share what I'm thinking and I really appreciate when people are very civil and respond to me in kind ways and give me counter arguments but are very you know calm and collected if you don't agree that's fine as as I always say totally great if you don't agree with me and I hope that me bringing up these counter arguments and kind of like alternative viewpoints helps you you know, either further understand your own perspective or makes you question your own perspective. And then if you're able to still go back to your old way of thinking, great. Lit. Um, anyways, please, if you find other articles, other stats, other interesting things, please send them along. I always say that. Um, and lastly, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a rate and a review and share it with your friends. To end on a positive note, Um, It's really great to see so many people coming together, being positive and staying at home with their families and bonding and all that. You know, we've had some great content, lots of hilarious memes. So that's the bright side. And again, like I said, it's incredible. 
and so humbling to see the bravery of people working on the front line, people even working, you know, at grocery stores that have to be there every single day and they're scared because of the media that is telling them that all this shit's going on, but they're there and they're working and they're helping us run things smoothly. It's fantastic. So anyway, yeah, thank you for tuning in. You guys are great. Love all my listeners, love all my fans. Have a great day. Stay safe out there. Um, be reasonable, you know, just do your digging. That's all I, that's, bottom line do your own digging form your own opinions don't believe everything that the mainstream or alternative news or anybody ever says you know just within reason don't go crazy but question it helpfully and just try to find the truth through your own individual mind okay great all right guys i'm out of here um i'm not going anywhere obviously i'm staying home because i follow the rules but yeah, I'm out of here. Um, thanks again. Have a great night or day uh, and see you later. Bye-bye.